Hi, everyone, and welcome back to Grace of a Military Child and Life podcast. Military families are not like your traditional family. They are strong, brave, resilient, and some of the most incredible people I know. My name is Gracie, a U.S. Army brat, and I am your host. I am honored to be able to give military family members like myself a place for them to share their stories and experiences in the military life. Stay tuned for this week's guest. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to a new episode of Grace of a Military Child and Life. Today, I'm here with Sarah, who is a military spouse. So, Sarah, welcome to the podcast. How's it going? Thank you. It's going great. Going great. Absolutely. So, tell me what it's like being part of a military family. <laughs> oh, man. Well, it is unlike anything else, um, but it is the only thing that I've experienced. Um, I actually am also a veteran. So, I joined when I was 17. So, really, military life is pretty much all I know. Um, And it's hard to explain to people who aren't necessarily in it, but when you meet someone who, who has experienced this life, like it's like you've been best friends forever and you can click really quickly, which I appreciate and love. So. Yeah, absolutely. And thank you for your service as well. Um, But it is so, so unreal. And it's hard to explain to other people when you have that instant click and connection with somebody else, you have this mutual understanding of the military lifestyle. So you're able to instantly bond and connect with other people. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. What has been some of the kind of highlights of this lifestyle that you've experienced? I really love the community and being able to, um, I call them my family um, because so much of my life has been, you know, away from actual family. And it's just, you know, having a, a family that you can, you can talk to maybe once, have coffee with once, and then, you know, spend the majority of your time at that duty station uh, with them really, it, it really does make that duty station. And and so, um, you know, really just even just finding a person that might introduce you with someone else, that person may or may not be like your, you know, your person, but just getting yourself out there and really doing that has has made it so much more of an enjoyable life for me. Yeah, because sometimes you get those duty stations where it's like there's nothing to do. It's in the middle of nowhere. So you have to, you know, finding that community helps you to be able to branch out and connect with other people. Yeah. And what I've realized is that, you know, I, I've been doing this for quite some time and I felt like, man, I just wish someone would be doing something. And I looked back and I was like, Sarah, like you're at the point now in life where you need to be the person doing it. You need to be the one reaching out for, for the spouses that are coming up behind you. So um, I've kind of shift, shifted gears and been that welcoming party uh, to wherever we're being, you know, wherever we're going next and, and, you know, making sure that new people that are transitioning in um, feel welcome. And even if, you know, even if we're transitioning at the same time, I, I want to be like, I'm like, okay, you've been doing this for a long time. You you need to, you know, and I'm kind of, I'm kind of an outgoing person. So it's very uh, natural for me too, but I just had to get away from all those, like, I guess the voices in my head that would say like, you know, nobody wants to, you know, meet a new friend or whatever and just be like, hi, I'm Sarah, you know, I'm so glad you're here. Have you heard about this? Did you see this? You've got to try out this. I mean, those are the things that really make life just so much easier for sure. (laughs) Right. 
this is a lifestyle where you get out of it what you put into it. And so the more you put into it, the more dedication, the more, you know, reaching out you do, trying to form a community, you're going to get that back. Yeah. Yeah. And moving into a location we currently live um, where the military is not that primary. um, And it's been a lot harder for sure. Um, But I've uh, been able to kind of utilize some of those same concepts, like put together a bunco group and, um, you know, a a small group for coffee and a fitness group and just trying to connect where we can. Um, Because what I found is that it's hard on the outside too, to make friends and they just don't have that like forced, uh, (laughs) forced, you know, like they, so they're like, how do adults make friends? I'm like, ah, you just go to a new place and go to the Facebook group and, you know, find out what's going on and show up. They're like, you show up. I'm like, well, you got to show up. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. If you don't show up, there's nothing going to happen. Yeah. 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 It's, it's, you got to put yourself out there, even if it's awkward or, you know, uh, even if it doesn't, if it's not well received at the beginning, it, it will be, and it's just worth it for sure. Right. Especially when you're in a predominantly civilian, uh, you know, area, it's even harder to kind of break in to, you know, some of the established, because many people have established friend groups, established work groups. They, all of these groups are already established. And I don't Mm -hmm. necessarily mean that in a negative way, because that's just, they're not used to moving around. So they already have what they feel comfortable with. And so military families come in and, you know, we're trying to break in wherever we can to find our community and, you know, to move in a couple years then too. Yeah. I think that's the hardest part. When we lived in Key West, um, I found my, my family in the mom community and I, um, I wasn't a new mom at that time. And I felt like even if people are, it's a transition piece of life. So, um, you know, a lot of people who are having children aren't necessarily having children at the same time that their friends are having. So like it's new for them too. And so that's where I really found, um, a community that fit, didn't care who I was or when I was moving, but it did make it really hard on them um, to want to make friends after we left because they're like, oh, if I become friends with all these military people, they're just going to leave. And I'm like, yeah, but just like, what if you just like flipped the script a little bit and you said like, I was able to make this, these last two years or this year and a half, like so amazing for them. And like, I was also um, like, my uh, life was in like inspired and, and like it was enhanced by your, our friendship. So, um, I, I just try and like help. I don't know. I I've still in contact with those people and it's just, they're like, we hate meeting military because we just know they're going to leave. And I'm like, but what if you could just be that person that like shepherds them in and like, just helps them, you know, get to know everything. Cause you know, everything. And and I don't know if that's, you know, it is hard. You have to open up your heart and you have to, um, knowing that this is a temporary opportunity and someone said it to me and it was just like amazing. It's like friends come into your life and it's like a branches of a tree. Like there's like the, the, um, 
the trunk of the tree or your tried and true friends that will never leave you. Maybe they're your family members or cousins or something like that. And then there's the branches and those friends are, are friends for a time. And then there's friends that are like leaves and, you know, they're friends for a season. And I think like as a military community and a family, like you need to have, those are all important pieces and you need to have each one of those to, you know, be able to function as a human. You have to have friends of all of those, um, you know, and so like when you meet someone, you're like, oh, I guess this is why I've, I, we're here. Cause so I can meet this person for this one season. But sometimes those leaf friends turn into branch friends and, you know, you can always reach back and go on vacation to their place where they live. Yeah. It's, and that's fun with the military community because you have friends that literally live all over the world that you can just go visit and hang out yeah. with and explore and adventure. But I love that analogy. It's so true. And it's unfortunate to hear, you know, so many people are so reserved about making friends with military. Um, And I hear it in the schools all the time because when going to a civilian school, it's like, oh, well, the new kid is only going to be here for two years, four years, be the new kid still, and then move. So there's Mm -hmm. no reason to be friends, you know, these people because they're just going to move again. And it's the most heartbreaking thing to hear. Yeah. Well, um, my husband is, uh, we're on the downhill slope of our, of our military journey and we're staying in this area. And I, and we've moved eight times in 10 years. My kids, um, my oldest daughter is eight and she has lived in eight houses and my son is five and he's lived in four houses. So, um, you know, we have lived a very transient life and, I'm so thankful that they've experienced that because now we can be, and we, we do live in a military esque town. I mean, there are transient, it's very civilian, but, um, there is still an abundance of military families that come in. And in fact, the school is a purple ribbon school. So I thought, Oh, you know, this is going to be great. Well, quite honestly, they, there's like, you know, they don't really understand the military community, but I'm like, Hannah, whenever I'm talking to my daughter, like whenever you see a new person come in, like become their friend, because it's the hardest part. Like that's the hardest part. Like, especially as they continue to, to, you know, move as they continue through the school age. And, you know, and even if they are going to be there for a year, it's, it's still so important to reach out and be friends with people, even if you're just there for a short period of time. Your mental health needs it. Their mental health needs it. Um, you know, friendships don't have to be lifelong. They can, but it, it's just, you know, if you could reach out and be kind to one person, even just for a moment, like that could like systematically change the entire trajectory of their life. So right. that's what I try and, and <laughs> impress on them because man, it's just, you never know. And like, Nobody wants to be miserable in the place that they live. So, yeah. And it's like you said, like some friends can turn into lifelong friends that, you know, you can just pick up the phone and they'll always be there or they're here for a season. And that's Mm -hmm. the hardest thing to understand, even as an adult, (laughs) you know, when friends are still so transient. But it's important to realize that and it's important to have those friends that you can count on for maybe, you know, a year or so, and then, you know, off to the next, you know, and it's that just life cycle of how life goes. 
Yeah. I mean, even if you stayed in one spot, I mean, I feel like your friends could come and go too, but maybe just not as deliberate. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Living in the civilian kind of community now, we've had quite a few friends come and go, um, but not as not as uh, quickly as the military life does. Yeah. And I would say like my, some of my best um, memories are are based on, you know, the moments surrounded by people that I may only have known for a year or so. Um, you know, the next door neighbor who helped me when I was, you know, eight months pregnant and my husband was uh, traveling for work. And it, it just, you know, you're like, this is something that your mom should be doing, but my mom lives like, you know, a million miles away. And it's just, it's, it, they just jump in, you know, I've uh, had friends like leave, um, you know, being sick or whatever and leaving like, you know, soup and, and groceries and Pedialyte and things all on your doorstep. And, you know, just the amount of, uh, you know, hands that will, will raise up and, and come to help you is just un, unmatched with the, the civilian community. And maybe it, maybe those people have those friends, but I don't really see it at the level that that military families have, or at least I've experienced. Yeah, because you see a need that's unfulfilled. You fulfill it as soon as you know possible, and you just kind of cycle it on. And it's that giving back, and we all kind of understand. We have that mutual understanding of we're just trying to to make it and we're trying mm-hmm. to go day by day. And some days our spouse might not be here, and you know we have. 10 kids to take care of and you know whatever the life is that you're trying to just you take it day by day minute by minute and when you need help I think quickly in the military family life you realize you need to ask for help when you need help because you can't do everything you can't be a superwoman you can't be super mom or super dad and it's hard to realize it's humbling experience, but you know, you realize that and you realize when you need to ask for help and when you need to, to kind of take a a breather. Yeah. I think that that was probably the hardest thing for me is, was to actually ask for help. Um, my transition from active duty service member to military spouse was quite abrupt. Um, my husband was deployed and I had decided I was pregnant and I decided to get out and I really didn't realize what that really entailed. And I, I very uh, quickly spiraled into depression and um, really just didn't have anyone. And I reached out to a fitness mommy and me uh, group um, of military spouses and they literally became my um, like everything. Like I had to, we were PCSing. My husband was coming back, but was not back yet. And so like just hiring, you know, getting someone to help me as the, um, you know, as the the Packers were there and everything. And it was just like, it was a military spouse that helped me along the way. Every single time I watched my kids, uh, my dogs and everything. Like they like just came out and showed up and it was just like, I probably only knew them for about six months and it, it didn't matter. They understood. They'd been there before. Um, I, I'll never forget. Um, a military spouse told me how to like put my car seat in because I didn't know how to do that. <laughs> I mean, like when you're a new mom, you have no idea. And so, yeah. like, you know, just 
or like how to get my child to potty train or how to get my child to like sleep through the night. Like, you know, just, just the, the things that you might ask, um, you know, someone in like a sister or mother, you know, cousin or something. I didn't have like anyone that was in that stage of life at the same time. And so I, you know, I've been trying to like help recreate that, uh, community, um, across the United States, actually, um, for that stroller group, like, uh, business, um, there's about 75 locations. And I've just, I've been, I I've done a lot of work just to help build that up because I knew, I know how, um, how amazing and how life-saving that community was. And it doesn't have to be a fitness group, but as if you can find anything, I mean, I've done some, I've done bunko, I've done, um, you know, uh, spouses groups, I've done coffees, I've done all, I feel like I've done it all. And I, maybe not every time it was a, a you know, a mat, like a bingo hit for me, but like from that one instance, I maybe, maybe met one other person who then introduced me to someone else. And, and we were able to, like, I was able to find my people through that. So for anyone that's listening, and if you're new to this journey, my number one suggestion is just, is just try, just try. Um, you know, there are mean people everywhere, but like, I'm, you're not gonna, it's, it's okay. Like, I mean, I don't think I've ever encountered someone who was so negative to me that I was just like, Nope, I'm, I'm staying in my house. I can't move again. You know, like, right. No. So, I mean, and, and you know, you're not going to be everyone's cup of tea and you won't be everyone's cup of tea, but you will find someone who, um, you know, has the same, um, or it has something in common with you, even if it's not a hundred percent. And if you don't have anyone and you're, you're in an area where you're just not able to get out, then find an online community that is, you know, understands you. It is so refreshing when you don't have to, um, explain your life to people. <laughs> it's just, you know, when you don't have to say like, when I, you don't have to answer the question, oh my gosh, I'm just not sure how you do it. Well, you know, you just do it because you have to, and you don't have any other choice. So I always find that to be like an exhausting conversation. I just don't know how you do it. Like, you know, you just do it. Right. It's like, you know, trying to ask somebody where's home, you know, for somebody who grew up in a civilian lifestyle, it's a little easier to answer that question because it's where you grew up. But, you know, along the journey, whether it's a military child, a military spouse, a service member, each place you live, you have to make home. And so Mm -hmm. if you don't make that place home, whether that be finding a community, hanging pictures, um, you know, whatever it may be, if you don't make that place a home, then you're going to be miserable for however long you're there. So like, you know, the, this few questions that military families in general are often asked are pretty much the hardest questions, you know, that, that are able to be asked. Yeah. Yeah. And you, you're right. You do have to make it a home. That's one thing that I was always really adamant about was, um, putting pictures up on the walls. And as soon as I felt like, as soon as I, and I, the fun thing is I just made it like, made it exciting. Like I would go through Pinterest and be like, how do I want to decorate my house this time? Yeah. And I, like, and the white walls community is a military spouse, like decorating community on Facebook. Like it's just so those spouses are so amazing, um, at like decorating and finding, uh, like, you know, just transforming a military, um, military home housing community. Like it just, 
these spouses are like the most talented people in the entire world. And I'm just like, dang, okay, I'm going to, or like, um, we rented a house one time and it had this hideous green floor. And I was like, how can I make this green floor go away? Like I just couldn't, <laughs> I couldn't. So I found through that group, I found this like vinyl sticker stuff that I could put, which was renter friendly and um, vinyl countertops. And I just was able to make it. I had to live there for two years. I was like, I can't live with this green. It was just like vomit green. I was like, yeah. this is terrible, but you know, we were able to make it, um, a beautiful home. And I got to use like this, like super trendy black and white tile that I would probably never put in my house because it's going to go out of style, but like, (laughs) you know, for two years, the sticker and it held up great and it came off really nicely. And I was just like, man, places like these, these men and women, these spouses are literally like absolute geniuses. And we're just so like, this community is, is just, Absolutely phenomenal. And the fact that they can do all of this and then like, you know, PCS in a minute, it just makes, I'm just so dang impressed. Yeah. Um, and then you do it all over again in the mm-hmm. new house. Yeah. Yeah. You just get to try it again. Like I have one friend who, who no matter where she lives on base or not, she's always painting and always making it very beautiful. And I'm like, what? and I just <laughs> love it. And she's like, yeah, you know, it's just paint. You just paint it back. I'm like, well, you know, my husband, you know, we're not like, I tell him that <laughs> not on board, but yeah. So yeah. really, really cool things. But anyway. Yeah, absolutely. And you've kind of been growing, which is how I found you, your own community on social media. So tell me about that. Yeah. So I, um, I got out of the military and started a business. Well, started two businesses because why would you only want to start one business yeah, being a, you exactly. know, a mom? Um, and I really kind of just saw, and I needed to do something for me. And through that, I kind of just looked around and thought like, oh man, there's really no one helping with marketing and getting, and I just, from being a, growing up with a cell phone in my hand, I was really good at social media. And so I started to help military spouse and, biz, and veteran business owners with their marketing. And so I'm, I'm just growing a community to help small business owners, um, you know, get, get the word out about their businesses and connect them with all the resources that are out there. Um, I have, uh, paid out of pocket for a lot of my stuff because I didn't really think that the resources that were available were like good. Um, and maybe that was just a little bit of a bias because when I went to actually look I'm like, dang it, if I would have known about this before I went and invested all this money, um, right. I would have not had to spend so much money. Um, so there's tons of opportunity out there. And I think a lot of times, um, the, the nonprofit and the, um, the, the stuff that's out there, they just don't know how to get to the community. They don't know how to get to the military and spouse and veteran space. They just don't. And so I really just found a, like a love for connecting people and letting them know, like, if I could teach something, so- someone, something that I have learned or um, something that I experienced that I have done, like it will shorten the time that it takes them to be successful and whatever they want. And so really that's, um, you know, one, I, when I got out of the military, I think the depression and like that, like loss of sense of purpose really just fueled my desire to want to help other people never have that experience and never have to feel the way that I felt. So, I mean, I know it's in the, you know, it's not something I can control, but if you can 
find purpose and you can find a way to make money with kids at your feet and you can find a way to like continue to feed your brain and not spend an arm and a leg doing it. Um, that's really my passion is helping people do that. And, um, you know, if, whether it's your, you know, making, you know, mugs or cups or your, you know, uh, uh, interior designer, or you want to, um, be an online, like health and wellness person, like any of that stuff is doable and not being able to have income that, you know, a, a nine to five job is like impossible when you are moving all the time. And it's right. not like that it's absolutely impossible, but like it makes it so much harder. And if you're the default parent, it's even 10 times worse. Like how can you be in both places at once? So allowing people, um, just giving them tips and tricks on how to make money from home, how to, uh, market their small businesses, how to, uh, find remote work, find something that, um, you know, to get paid for the things that you love that make you, you know, excited. And I see so many people, I'm like, man, you are so good at this. You should teach people. And then it's just the confidence thing. You're like, well, I don't even know how, I don't know how we would market it. I'm like, well, I can help you. <laughs> so. Yeah. Social media is such a valuable tool. That's what I'm getting my master's degree in. And so, you know, seeing just so many people use it and in a sense, you said that confidence level, like being scared to to take that first step. Reels are a scary thing to do. Like if you're not comfortable with doing reels, it can be really scary to do at first. And you kind of have to to gain that confidence to be able to say, hey, no, like if it fails, it fails. If I look ridiculous doing it, I look ridiculous doing it. Um, but it is like it's a very intimidating thing to do. And so but it's so valuable at the same time. And so many spouses have these businesses and veterans have businesses and nonprofits that it's just, it's learning what to do and how to do it and then growing and so many different factors that go into it. Yeah. I always, I always remind myself like who loses if you don't win, yeah. if you don't get yourself out there, who is going to not be able to achieve their goals? Who is going to sit on their um on their couch and think like they they could never they could never do that? When when if they're seeing you do it and, and they're seeing your, you know, your messy middle and your attempts, no one is going to, I mean, people will judge you, but like no one is going to, no one who has been uh, like in front of you will look back and be like, bad person. Like it, they just it doesn't matter. And if they do let them talk because you're not doing it for them. You're doing it for the person who you needed two, three years ago, five years ago. Thank you. You're doing it for the person who, um, you, you know, the person that you needed when you started this journey is the person that you are today. And if you don't reach back and help that person, then they'll never know you'll, you'll, you're being selfish for keeping your information. So, um, or your skill or your gift, the thing that you're really, really good at. Um, and so that's just what I keep in my head and just, you know, cause it's not, I'm not like a full per it's still really hard for me. I'm really good at telling other people what to do when it's showing up for myself. Um, it's scary. It definitely is, but, um, it's amazing what you can do with just a little bit of, um, and, and like when people start to reach out to you, you're like, oh gosh, it's working. <laughs> <laughs> but. Yeah, for sure. It's a scary thing of, you know, it's so easy to tell other people how to do it. 
you know, but then when mm-hmm. you're you're doing it for yourself and you're trying to show up for yourself, it's like, oh, well, this is really scary. And then you see it start to work and it's it's paying off, but it's also scary that it's paying off because it's like, well, I don't know what I'm doing to begin with. Like, I don't know what I'm doing now. <laughs> yep. Everybody's just making it up. It's fine. It's totally yeah. fine. <laughs> Absolutely. And so the last thing I want to ask you is sometimes the hardest question, but um, what advice would you give to another military spouse? Oh, that's a good one. Okay. So I would say um, definitely look for things, find what makes you happy, find the thing that lights you up and, and figure out how you can do that in, in this world. And it's possible. I don't like, I, I want you to continue to try and to, to, if you want to be a, um, an interior decorator or designer, and you generally would need a brick and mortar place for that, like figure out how you can reach out, figure out how you can still pursue those dreams. Um, because you need your own life too. your spouse is serving this country, but there's going to become a time when they're not. And then it will be, you know, an opportunity for you to do something, but the start from zero is very hard. So don't, don't start, don't, don't put your dreams on hold, like do it. Um, but you know, you might have to do it at a, at a, a snail's pace or at a much more, um, conservative way, but like, it's, it's okay. Like, start. There's a way there's people out there looking for your, your gifts, your, um, tenacity, your stuff. And, um, if I could impress that on anyone, just do it, just, just figure it, like get involved, find, you don't have to volunteer every, you know, you don't have to volunteer your life away. You can actually make money doing things that you love and not feel guilty about it. Um, so that's what I would say. Yeah, I read, um, I started Atomic Habits yesterday, um, and the one thing that they said in the very beginning of the book is it's at 1%. Like, if you give 1% more, you know, every single day, it builds up over time. And Mm -hmm. so just putting in 1% more towards your goals, towards your dreams, what you want to do it builds up over time. It's, it's a very small little thing. You move at snail's pace, but it makes a difference in the long run. And once you hit that point, it's, it's incredible of the amazing things that you can do and the growth you can achieve. Yeah. And, you know, don't be afraid to put yourself out there. If you're a beginner photographer, you're, you know, you're in like love working out, like it's okay. And, and people are going to judge you. Let them, let them. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Sarah, thank you so much for coming on the podcast and sharing so many incredible things. And where can users connect with you or listeners connect with you on Instagram and stuff? Yeah. Um, so I'm, I'm at, uh, saracop.com. So S-A-R-A-C-O-P-P.com and Mrs. Sarah Cop on Instagram. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Sarah. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to Grace of a Military Child and Life podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to give it a like, follow, and comment. Also be sure to check out Instagram and Facebook at Grace of a Military Child and Life for more awesome content. For information on the podcast, Military Child Bigs and Littles, GoAMCL blog, or other resources, 
visit www.goamcl.org. You can also email me at gracie, that's G-R-A-C-I-E at G-O-A-M-C-L dot org with any questions or comments. To be a guest on the podcast, you can schedule it at www.goamcl.org forward slash schedule a podcast, all one word, or contact me via social media or email. Stay tuned for the next episode where another incredible story is shared.